welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes where we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. It's time to chat about hybrid events. I'm super excited about today's episode. I think I probably say that about all episodes, but it's time to embrace hybrid events. I love hybrid events. I love everything about them. I mean, I love events in general, but today we're going to talk about embracing the hybrid and what to do and what not to do. That is the question. Okay, I'm being silly, but realistically, there are so many moving pieces to a hybrid event. They could be huge problems if not planned correctly. So it's important to educate yourself and get up to speed. You don't want to go in and start planning an event where you don't know anything about how the two worlds will intersect into the middle. So the live and the virtual. What does it look like? We want to save you time. We want to save you energy. So let's get into it. Let's start taking some notes because, listen, figuring it out by yourself not a cool thing to do in 2022. Googling it, you know, I advised against it. So, hey, this is why you're here. All right. So step number one, you're going to consider your goals. You're going to consider your scope and you're going to write that strategy. Okay. Why are you hosting a hybrid event to begin with? I heard an answer recently on Clubhouse and she said, well, because it's trendy, because everybody's doing it. And I think this is the best way that I'm going to get money. Well, I hate to say it, but you're going to regret it. Hybrid events are hard work. It's essentially planning two events in one, or at least one and a half events in one. Unless you have some clarity on exactly why you're hosting the event and what you want your ROI to look like, you're not going to make the most of your investment. So instead, identify what your ideal outcome looks like before you even begin planning. If it's reach, go ahead and invite everyone and their mother and get that brand out there. But if it's creating more intimate connections and networking, maybe host a micro event with a much smaller attendee scope and focus on the virtual. Every event is an investment. Okay, so for that investment to produce some sort of impact, you have to know what you want to get out of it and let that lead your plan. Don't just do it because it's trendy or because everybody is doing it. So consider your scope, create those goals, do a brain dump, create a strategy. Let's get on it. My point number two is don't expect everything to go perfectly especially if it's your first time, right? You ever heard of Murphy's Law? It's the idea that if something can go wrong, it probably will. No matter how perfectly you plan your hybrid event, there are so many factors out of your control, especially from testing and COVID tech. I mean, 
tech has a mind of its own. So there are many things out of our control as planners. The only thing you can do is have a plan B and for your plan B, have a plan C. And for your plan C and you get my drift. But be prepared to pull out all of those event troubleshooting skills, make things happen creatively, right? That's a planner's job. We can't expect everything to go perfectly, but we can play it off like it did due to being super organized and super prepared. Most of the times, nobody even knows things went wrong. So remember, don't expect everything to go perfectly, especially if it's your first time. Um, And enlist in some help. At the end of the day, we need help in life. And I think that people are, you know, can't go out and do this alone, especially a hybrid event. It's okay to ask for help. Okay, so next thing that we want to look for and we want to do, so big do, D-O, is provide some customized hybrid sponsorship opportunities. Yes, please. When you're planning a virtual and in-person experience simultaneously and then pulling them together, you have to approach sponsorship a little bit differently. From the get-go, you have to be crafting sponsorship opportunities that allow for customizable hybrid sponsorship opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities here, guys, but you can't know what is most important to your to your sponsors until you talk to them. So create a sponsorship media kit that includes a very versatile and captivating sponsorship opportunity with package options that include both virtual, in-person, lots of customizable things that benefits the sponsor and you. That way you're able to capitalize on your event as a whole, make some money, create new connections, and you're going to impress those sponsors with your sponsorship knowledge. Okay, guys, so super important and sometimes overlooked. All right, your next do not or don't is don't forget to create a plan to capture data. Analytics are one of the top components of event success, specifically for sponsors and year-after-year events. And while virtual events are the simplest way to collect this, it's still so important that you're prioritizing collecting data at your hybrid event. So you can offer lead capture apps. I mean, the technology now is incredible. I mean, I love tech, but you can look for ops on the show floor, ask all the questions during your registration to get every attendee details possible, And you can create different registration forms for in-person and the virtual segments. So sometimes it may be complex, but it's your key to success to your future event strategies. It's, again, very specific to sponsor data and understanding exactly what sponsors are looking for. And if you haven't read you know, our top tips for lead gen at hybrid events is over on the blog. So feel free to head on over to eventistrybyalicia.com. And I've got your lead gen at hybrid events and how you can get that amazing data. Our next big do is run tech checks, run those dress rehearsals always, all the time, over and over until you get it right. 
And it sounds really silly. Well, we're going to only plan one tech check, Alicia, one dress rehearsal. Look, the easiest way to run into problems on the day of your event is to not do a tech check or to only do one tech check. So block off the days prior to the event. Run through every single session, transition, polls, your cues, etc. While you can't control the Wi-Fi going down for your at-home virtual presenters, you can be prepared with a backup plan. And you can run through that on your tech check day. You want to make sure everyone understands their role. Virtual speakers know how to work their technology, how both the virtual and the live in-person intersect. And overall, it's just a great way to feel secure and ensure a positive attendee experience. The worst thing is that if the tech doesn't run correctly and you have issues and you don't have enough people to actually diagnose those issues, you're getting into a whole new can of worms. So please do your tech checks, do your dress rehearsals. My rule of thumb is to do a minimum of two. And what the difference between a dress rehearsal and a tech check, not much, it's just different verbiage, but you may want to do a separate tech check with your, just your AV and your most internal team and do dress rehearsals um, and speaker presentation rehearsals with your speakers. And that way you're covering all your bases. For one particular show, which was very content heavy, it was a hybrid with our speakers on site. We actually ended up doing six dress rehearsals, which might seem excessive, but we had over 80 videos in a four-hour time span with tons of presentation and content. So we were able to do a check-check, run it a few, six times, get some muscle memory in, and the show actually went 100% perfectly because of that. We're going into our next don't. Don't assume that your speakers have hybrid experience. And actually, this this tip, don't assume that your speakers have virtual event experience because the most seasoned of speakers still have some tech issues and still have that, uh uh-oh, that glitch, I don't know what happened. Speakers, even professional speakers, don't have this experience or may not have this experience or very little. It's such a new concept and, in fact, nearly... Half of event planners said that their speakers struggled to engage both audiences. It is a struggle. So offer speaker training on how to best engage hybrid audiences as a speaker. Best practices for hybrid events are typically to have all speakers presenting live at your venue. Maybe they can have a guest login or join them. Uh, or, you know, maybe you'll try holograms, which I think are pretty epic. But regardless, speaker training is required because ensuring everyone understands the role, has the right technology, prepared to impress your guests. It's a whole new layer. It's a whole new facet. So all this should happen before your final tech check, as mentioned in my do. And how to engage both audiences. Well, that's actually a great other podcast. So let's keep that in mind. But if you want to go over to Instagram How did you engage both audiences? Let me know if you're a speaker. Tag at Eventistry by Alicia and tell me your best win. Okay, let's go to the next do. Do choose a time zone that works for all audiences and attendees. 
the last thing you want is to lose attendees from New York because you're hosting in Dubai at 9 a.m., right? Like, spoiler alert, most of your New York City attendees are sleeping at night. So successful events in the hybrid setting engage virtual and in-person attendees, like I said, simultaneously. So when selecting a time and location, you want to choose something that's reasonable for all attendees. Not always a simple process, but it will pay off in terms of attendance and engagement. So for instance, maybe you want to have your on-demand sessions for Dubai attendees as well as New York attendees that are pre-recorded and easily able to push play. Perhaps you want your keynote speaker at the best intersection of times. So it's still, it still can be done, but remember, you don't want a 24-hour event that your New York, you know, North American attendees can't watch, specifically if it's an amazing, you know, international keynote speaker who's speaking at 2 a.m. Our next don't is don't skip the site tour. Like virtual events are obviously a bit different. It's simple to log in. Well, sometimes it's simple, but it's simple to log in and do a quick rundown of all the software's unique features that you can use. But when it comes to your in-person venue, there's so many logistics you're going to want to walk through. Is there enough room for your tech team? Is there enough room for setup in the cameras in the back or the breakout rooms for your hybrid participation? Are you setting up tech in those hybrid um, breakout rooms? Where will meals be eaten? And is there a room for a stage if you want to offer a lunchtime streamed keynote? So plus you want to make sure that the property hasn't been neglected during the pandemic and all outlets are open and ready to greet your guests. Virtual sites uh, are a thing now too, but I definitely recommend doing an in-person site tour. So instead of a virtual site tour, Sometimes pictures don't always look as they seem. Okay, we're going to the last do is do be thorough and do negotiate your event contracts. It's been a while since many of us did an event contract with a hotel or a venue. While things are still very similar, there's still a few things you're going to want to look for when reviewing your event contracts. Make sure the hotel can't switch your contracted spaces without written prior notice. Triple, quadruple check those cancellation and the indemnification clauses to make sure that you're protected. Also, be really sure to renegotiate cancellation tiers, attrition, and get a rebook clause in there in the off chance that you have to cancel your in-person component. Um, and again, I've got an amazing blog that outlines the top things you need to consider when sourcing your hybrid event venue for more tips. So head on over to the blog, eventstreetviolation.com. You know where to go. We're going to the last don't. Do not, don't, don't plan it all alone, right? Oh gosh. I mean, this should be mentioned more when it comes to all the do's and don'ts of your hybrid. But the number one way to burn yourself out is to plan a hybrid event alone. My goodness. As planners, I know it's tricky to let go of some of the control, but outsource professional planners. Trust your marketing team to create great ideas and allow your sales team to help secure sponsorship. As the planner, it's your job to delegate, 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 and outsource so you can produce the best possible hybrid event. And that doesn't mean, like I said, do everything yourself, even if that's what planners tend to believe. 
So you got this. Build a team that has your back and you'll be successful every single time. Okay? So those are my do's and don'ts. We'll run through them quickly. Do consider your scope. Create those goals. Do customized hybrid sponsorship opportunities. Do run those tech checks, please, and dress rehearsal minimum like three, four times. And do choose a time zone that works because guess what? I'm not getting up in the middle of the night. I'm not even get up at 7 a.m. Don't, which is a little negative, but don't expect everything to go perfectly. Don't forget to create a plan to capture your data, both virtual and in site. Don't assume that your speakers have the hybrid event experience. And don't skip that site tour, right? Please don't. <laughs> request that Request that in person. And the last tip, don't plan it all alone. Well, thanks so much for listening. And again, if you resonate with this content, feel free to go over to the Instagram at Eventistry by Alicia. Love to hear your do's and don'ts and your hybrid experiences. So until next time. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode. And I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram at Eventistry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this.